The following episode of TOEFOP is classified MA. It contains some coarse language, some nudity, drug references, sexual references, a sex scene, prison rape, time travel, and mild coarse language. TOEFOP advises that the program is not suitable for persons under the age of 15. Minors must be accompanied by a parent or guardian. This is John Deke speaking. There hasn't been any great advances in prison rape or space travel. <laughs> Everyone relax, this is Tofop, I'm Charlie Clawson. I'm Will Anderson. Um, we've had microphone issues again, can you believe it? I know, but I fixed it by um, unplugging it and blowing in the end of it, <laughs> and then you touched it. Yeah. So we are, we're qualified techs, one, two, one, two. But the problem is now, because there was a hum, I could hear a hum when we were doing our little test, and so now I don't know if like I can hear a hum or if I'm imagining it. It's sort of like when you get have a mosquito in your room at night. Yeah, you might have tinnitus. You just might have a hum in your ears. Oh my God. Yeah. Imagine that. Imagine if the quality of this to- this podcast has actually been awesome the whole time. And everyone at home's like, why are you to- always talking about this hum? And it's just in your ears. <laughs> would it even be funnier if it's a very specific form of tinnitus where I only have it when I put on headphones? <laughs> well, yeah, because it traps the sound in your head. That could work. I'm like, I'm pretty sure it's the headphones. It's like, no, no, no. You only get tinnitus when you wear headphones. Yeah. Maybe it's the headphones. <laughs> Maybe the microphones aren't the problem. Man, the other night, speaking of our technical ineptness mm. ineptitude yeah nice one <laughs> someone's got a word a day toilet paper oh, oh my god can you get word a day, can you get word a day toilet paper yeah what so you just there i'm gonna i'm gonna learn some words today yeah and then wipe my ass on those words <laughs> take that word take that new knowledge what's a word for imagine un- that what's another word for uncouth imagine if you got used to every time you learned something new you then had to wipe your ass to it like it became a Pavlovian response. Yeah. Right. So like you know you've been learning your word a day, like because you're going overseas. Like you know, so you, like you've got a word a day, like in a different language, toilet paper. Actually, that's a good idea. That's actually we should a good sell idea. That. Yeah. You're going overseas. Copyright tofu. Yeah, and then you um, I came up with another idea that I gave this this journalist the other day because I was just saying I came up with this idea the other day, but I can't be asked doing it. And I don't know how to do it. Which is when you move to a new country, there should be an app which is everything you need to know about moving to a new country. Because, you know, when you move to a new country, you're like, ah, oh. like, it, well, I was in America for ages and didn't know you were meant to sign the back of your check. Like, it, when you, like, when you give it... I didn't know that. Yeah, so what, you're meant to sign your checks. But aren't you signing the check anyway? No, as in, oh, yeah, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, no, you when you're, the bottom of the Yeah, check. but when you're cashing a check or when you're putting a check oh, in... Oh, when you, you get, to, when you receive a check, yeah, you, you sign have to the sign the back of it. Is that only in America? Well, I don't know. I've never signed a check I'm here. an unemployed actor. I've never received <laughs> a check. Never had a check. I imagine Tiger Woods with his giant novelty check going into the bank, <laughs> signing it Tiger. That's not your real name. Has to get Mr. Squiggle to sign it. Needs yep. a pen big enough. <laughs> uh, it wouldn't be tough up without an obscure Australian reference Mr. in the first Squiggle, two minutes. The man from the moon. He was a, a he was a like what was he? He was from the moon. Andy, Mr. Andy Kaufman. Yeah. Are you no? Was, was he like no? He was more like he was on the moon. He was more he, like he Transformers: arrived, Dark Side of the Moon. He arrived. <laughs> he, he arrived here in a rocket ship. That is, that much we know. Yeah, the rest is classified. He has a rocket ship. <laughs> Area Fifty One. Mister Squiggle arrived in a rocket ship, and he'd spent a lot of time on the moon learning how to draw with his pencil nose. Yeah, I mean that's a weird condition. Like if you had to pick one part of your body, like to you be ne- a pencil. Yeah, besides your penis, obviously. Let's well, not go. Let's not be obvious. Would that be good if it was if you had a penis pencil anyway? Wouldn't it? That wouldn't. 
But would it, would, it you'd only go to right when met, you have an erection. It wouldn't be good if you met a woman who had a uh, sharpener vagina. I've met that girl. <laughs> Every time you... She's like, imagine... Okay. Okay, here's the scenario. Okay. Uh, you wake up one day mm-hmm. and you have the biggest penis in the world, but it's a pencil. <laughs> then you meet the hottest woman in the world, but her vagina is... A, sh- a, sharp a sharp nut, right. So every time you have sex with her, your penis gets smaller and smaller. How many times did you have se- yep. sex with her? Well, would is you keep painful? having sex with her? Is it painful? Is it like a circumcision every time? No, no, no. No, it's it, like it's it's like a pencil. That's a great way to have an adult circumcision. You know how sometimes people, adults, have circumcisions? Like rather than go through the whole, you know, getting the doctor around, just just stick a sharpener sharp up your girlfriend's vagina. <laughs> Honey, I've got an idea. Just, just, just hear me out. Where are you going? Come back. <laughs> Can you lay back? I've got something new I want to try. Yes, you want. I've been to Office Works for some sex toys. <laughs> uh, okay, so Mr. Squiggle was a man from the moon, and he had a giant pencil nose, and yeah. he would come down to Earth, and Miss Jane looked after him originally, yeah. and he had his rocket ship, and he would do drawings. But, like, so there would be squiggles on the page, yeah. and then... Oh, Mr. so, yeah, so you're explaining for our... Because uh, uh, I was say, I know Will. I used to watch it, but you're explaining yep. for our overseas listeners. Yes, right? exactly. Mr. Squiggle. Uh, they're, in, they're intrigued now. They're like, who is this man from the moon with the pencil nose? Where did he come from? He was our prime minister yeah. in 1955. What 19- was his nefarious plan for Earth? <laughs> he disappeared swimming off the coast of Portsea. Yeah. No, he just came down to Australia and uh, hung out with this girl <laughs> called Miss Jane. Uh, who kept uh, pulling his leg when he wanted to go off into space because she would grab his leg. Oh, that's right. Because yeah. he would he'd like, Miss Jane, away. Miss Jane, you're pulling my leg. Yeah, that's right. Right. So he was uh, he was a marionette puppet. Yeah. That was that was how he appeared on TV. Yeah. And so he was... How he appeared, like he looked, appeared like Brad Pitt when he's off TV. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> one of one of Australia's... <laughs> it was actually Russell Crowe's first role. <laughs> Amazing character actor. Um, so Mr. Squiggle was the man from the moon and he would come down and there'd be squiggles on a piece of paper and he would turn those squiggles into an amazing picture. Yeah, that's his skill. Yeah, it was like an original... Yeah, so it was like a draw something or something like that. Yeah. And then, but on the blackboard that talked... Yeah. Uh, it, a very impatient blackboard too. Yeah. Because his thing was always... Hurry up. Hurry up. Yeah. <laughs> Double huh. Yeah. Yeah, so blackboard was grumpy. It was like he was a stoner. You know, have you ever lived with like a... I mean, I know you smoke pot, but like a full-on bong-in-the-morning stoner? I have, yeah. And if they don't have that bong in the morning they're just like the the black mr blackboard the blackboard whatever his name was blackboard esquire (laughs) i don't know blackboard i think it was just blackboard he had one name like blackboard it wasn't blackboard it was was like jay-z black i could have picked any celebrity with a one name right you've just gone a bit racist now you've gone a bit wayne brady heckle in perth did you read that story (laughs) do you know who wayne brady is from uh his line yeah he's a, a comic improviser uh, and uh, so he was doing questions at the end of his show in Perth, and one of the questions were, uh, "Was are you black enough? And how black are you?" They, they were two questions he got: "Are you black enough?" and "How black are you?" I think that's an interesting philosophical question. No, oh, you think he was being heckled by philosophers in Perth? <laughs> yeah, there's two old Greek guys in towels. <laughs> they were written on uh, pieces of paper, so it could have been Mister Squiggle just fucking around up the back. If I asked you, "How white are you? Are you white enough?" What are your answers? I, I'd be fine, but, but being white has never been something that has been prejudiced. No, but against. I just want to know how you would answer it. I, I am the whitest man alive. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty white. I'm like very, like, you know. You're white. not a sunbaker. No. No. Well, no, I definitely don't. I, like, I don't go dark. Like, I've, I have really pale skin. Like, even when I go out in the sun, I have really pale skin. But, yeah, but also I'm just a white guy. Like, I'm white bread, you know. So what happened with Brady? Okay, so, uh, yeah, so he, he got these heckles and then it became a bit of a story. It was just a bit of a controversy. You know what he said in return? 
Yeah, he, he said, uh, fuck you, Whitey. <laughs> no, because he's an amazing improviser. Yeah, he must have. <laughs> he said nothing. He was like, I've got Imagine nothing for this. That. He said, yes, and, because that's a classic improvisational technique. Yeah, that's right. And then he said, I'm a teapot. <laughs> uh, so, uh, Mr. Squiggle, man and from it, the moon. He's the teapot and he's calling the other guy black. <laughs> I don't think the pot called the teapot. Oh black. no, that's right. It was the, it was the kettle. Pot, pot and the kettle. Whatever. The pot's calling everyone black. <laughs> the pot is so racist. It's so he's racist. Like, you're black, and you're black, and you're black. Maybe he's just colourblind. Yeah, that's the pot asking the kettle if, if it's black enough. Oh man, that 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 is actually that that would be a film. You could do it like a, a film about sort of the pot and the kettle and what went wrong with it. I'm sure they're rebooting it with Christian Stewart and Chris Hemsworth as we speak. I mean, that would be that's what Hollywood will get to. That is what. What else can we reboot? Um, pot calling the kettle black. Oh, that's good. We've got the pot. We've got the kettle. Yeah, we've got the race motivations. They start. They we'll start. get Spike Lee to direct it. They've stopped adapting comic books now. They're just yeah. adapting phrases. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, in Battleship. I mean, that was a pitch. Yeah. So they could just like adapt the pot calling the kettle black. What phrase would you like to see them adapt into a movie? Um. Oh, my favorite is uh, he spent it before he had it. <laughs> That's a that's that a could that's be a like a, a whimsical yeah. Woody Allen esque, yeah. you know, about a guy. A guy wins the lottery, yeah. Uh, but before the check clears, he starts, you know, spending, spending all, all the money. money. Yeah. Then he realizes that he's lost the lottery ticket. Yeah. Uh, hilarity ensues. Call us Hollywood. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I think mine would be uh, oh uh, that that really gets my goat is one of my favorite expressions. I really I love when that sounds says, like that a really hilarious. That sounds like a hilarious sort of um, cross culture hit like. Uh, my big fat Greek wedding. Oh, that yeah. really gets my goat. It's about uh, a farmer in Greece, yep. and uh, he's he's running this rundown farm, and someone steals his goat, and he has to go find the goat, and he's always asking, "Someone got my goat? Yeah. Who's but got my goat?" Doesn't quite work. Yeah, no, that's all right. That really got my goat. That's all right. You can do that. <laughs> and then at the end, he eats it. <laughs> the but end. Go to our website. Mm. Actually, go to our Facebook page. Yeah. And tell us what phrases should be turned into films and what the plot synopsis would be. Yeah. Or even just, you know what? We could do an episode. If you give us a series okay. of phrases, I'm happy for us to do a whole episode where we work out That's a great idea. what those films will be. Yeah. Hit us up on uh, mail at tofop.com. Yep. Send us in your phrases that we have to uh, synopsize. I'll post about it on the Facebook page as well and we'll come up with a list. We'll do a special. Yeah. We'll do a special where we come up with the movies based on phrases. So Blackboard was his name. That yeah. was his whole name. Uh, so blackboard and oh, and then the Mr. Squiggle pictures would always be upside down that was the, the big twist to give you there. an example the, the one that I'm sure I saw more than once would be so he would just get given this piece of paper with a couple of lines on it literally a squiggle which he would then turn into a picture and if you saw like which a, was great because his name was Mr. Squiggle <laughs> it was very lucky that's why he'd gone to that place yeah. he'd come to earth to find squiggles it's like a butler called Jeeves <laughs> yeah so his most one of the most common ones, common <laughs> common ones. Yeah. One of the most common ones would be um, you see like a straight line, and there'd be like a circle at the end. He'd always draw a clown face wearing a clown hat, like a pointy clown hat. I reckon I saw that clown like three or four times. Like, come on, Squiggle. Oh, and then you're doing your old stuff. Yeah, he'd do clowns, or uh, they'd be members of the Ku Klux Klan. Either way, <laughs> it'd just be pointy hats. Sometimes burning crosses. You're like, this is a bit edgy. How the fuck do you control if you're the puppeteer? How do you control a pencil marionette puppet? Like, how do you press against the paper with a marionette puppet to start drawing? Well, I guess that was the real skill of the show. That's what people are intrigued by. 
I've never seen no it. No one cares about an actual guy from the moon coming down and doing squiggles. Like, we're like, well, we're fucking amazed. You're from the moon. Of course you can do art. Like, I mean, we're wrapped that you're here. You've got a rocket. You're from overseas. Yeah. We're Australians. We hate our own artists. We, we always respect people from overseas. Exactly. You've essentially managed to make it to Earth in a rocket. We applaud you. You know, we're not going to judge you on your pictures. But, um, you yeah, know, the fact that he was a puppet drawing upside down pictures, that was that Yeah, was that's amazing. Yeah. Like, I, I defy you to go home, tie a texted or piece of string and try and draw on a piece of paper upside down. Yeah. I won't. <laughs> I won't even try it. That's how bad I know I'm going to be at it. I will not try it. How do we get to Mr. Squiggle? Um, um, okay, so yeah, word of day. I don't know oh. if that's how we got there, but I remember we were talking about that at some stage. Okay, well done. Um, you've got your word of day toilet paper, which you're learning. Oh, I came up with an idea that I gave to a journalist. Right? Okay, oh, yeah, right. Well done. Will Anderson. The app would be, if you were going to another country, it would tell you everything you need to know. So we said the word of day would be the toilet paper, and you could learn a new language on your word of day toilet paper. That's a good idea, right? Yeah. So... We do the word of day toilet paper, you learn the language, but the only problem is that you have a Pavlovian response that every time you use one of those words, uh, you wipe your ass on a piece of paper with the words written down. Previously on TOEFOP. Yeah. So you wouldn't be able to go into a, um, like, you know, you go into a cafe and they'd say, um, uh, can you just fill in this form to use the internet? And you would fill it in, but then you would have to wipe, have to wipe it on your ass. Yeah. That- well, every time, every time, well, what about, does it have to be actual words? Like every time you have to log in with a password somewhere? <laughs> Like you a new to, password? You just have to wipe your ass on your computer screen. <laughs> Swipe. Your iPad. Your iPoo. You just, you go into a, like an internet cafe and you're like, do you have a computer in a private room? <laughs> well, you know what? Like I think, have you ever been in a, like when the internet was born, have you ever been at an internet cafe when you're traveling or something and someone is looking up porn and they get they get fucked with pop-up windows or something? Have you ever seen that? They're looking up porn in an internet yeah, cafe. Yeah, like I backpacked quite a bit like in the late 90s. And so what, what that, are you what are you looking it up for in an internet cafe? You can't do anything about what you're putting it in your mind so that later you can use those images. Is that what it is? Yeah. I mean that Well, you don't do you have to masturbate when you look at porn? I don't have to, but it seems a waste of time <laughs> looking up the porn otherwise. Otherwise, why are you looking it up? I don't see porn. I see porn as purely a mechanical thing that you would use in order to like satisfy yourself sexually. I'm not sure I brow- why I, you would. I, I will browse, browse through porn, like you know, I'm just flicking through the sports section of the paper. Really? Occasionally stopping, having a look. Hey, what's what's doing porn this week? Yeah, totally. I don't always master this one guy. I just I remember this one dude in Thailand, of all places, where you know, like if you need to get off, like an internet cafe, maybe yeah. it was his thing. Maybe that was his fetish. But it was... Do you, do you remember the first time you ever clicked one of those pop-up windows and then like 60 fucking windows popped up with like vaginas? <laughs> Dave Hughes threw a computer out once. Really? Because he couldn't get all the pop-up windows to go away and he didn't want to ask anybody about it. That happened to... Well, so he threw his computer in the cupboard. I did this. <laughs> I got hacked by porn spyware. Like this is 2003. Oh my God. Yeah. I've just moved in with Gemma. Yeah. Right? And... Uh, uh, so obviously you were looking up a lot of porn. <laughs> well, no, I... I was. It wasn't like a strictly a porn site, but it was a treading on the line. It was one of those, you know, you, you go to certain websites and you go, some, there's something evil here. Like you know, it's, it's just they're showing like people getting hit by cars. They're showing porn side by side. One of those kind of websites. Yes. And uh, after I left the website and I logged off, I logged back on and it had taken over my homepage, and I couldn't go any. Anytime I tried to navigate away, it always take me back to this page. And it was also like getting into my mail and all this, all this oh, kind yeah. of stuff. So I grabbed Gemma's Because there's nothing that porn likes more than to read other people's emails. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> so I had to say to Gemma, and I mean, you know, like there's no way I was going to, she's going to believe me, but I said, hey, my computer has been hacked by, you know, this virus. Can I borrow your laptop to find out how to fix it? And she was like, well, how did you get the virus? I'm like, I would email and she's like you opened you know you opened like a virus I'm like yeah and she's like everyone knows about viruses what website did you go to it's like no and she's like was it porn I was like no it was it was kind of like car accidents and porn side by side she yeah let, that makes it better yeah I know <laughs> she let me go yeah I start googling and I find out it's I just described I went to like a forum just a, yep. a bulletin board and said um, this is the homepage this is what's happening and it was this thing called the spider virus okay. or maybe that's the name of that type of virus yeah. so it was really amazing like I would just I logged on this board became a member and I went to one of the forums and I was like hey uh, this has happened to my computer it's in a whatever brand of computer it was however old it was how do I fix it and this dude in America, like, so I went to bed, woke up the next morning, and this dude from America had posted, okay, stage one, you have to do this. So I'd follow those instructions, and I'd write back and tell him what had happened, go to bed that night, wake up. And so over the course of, like, a week and a half, this guy, like, p- post by post, actually uh, taught me how to, like, clean my computer and get it back to normal. And, like, he wasn't trying to fuck with me. Like, he was just out of the goodness of his heart. He would stay up most nights. And he probably just thought that he found another guy who liked masturbating in a car accident. <laughs> and he was like, if I help him solve this problem, I can invite him to my car accident porn group. But here's the thing. I would say it was the direct opposite of that. What I found on the internet, and, like, this is like a unicorn, is someone who wanted to be nice and helpful. Yeah. You know, and wanted nothing in return. Didn't ask to see my dick once. <laughs> You know what I mean? And you had it out the whole time, <laughs> ready. In case yeah. I was in a Nambler chat room, yeah. talking to a police officer. No. <laughs> um, it was oh. amazing. I just felt so grateful to this guy. At the end, is like, you know, <laughs> if there's anything I can do to yeah. repay you. No, I was like totally just like, how nice is that? Like, and that could never have happened before the internet. Granted, I probably wouldn't have got a virus on my computer either. Yeah. But it was so fucking cool. Yeah, it's really cool. Um, that is, is shitty though for you because the one time you weren't actually looking at porn, you got the virus and no one will ever believe yeah, that you weren't right. really like there's people even listening to this story right now. Like, yeah, right. Yeah. Ever make car accidents. Totally. It was, it was, you were just watching porn. Why are you? <laughs> and, and that's like that time, which no I matter, even if I win the Nobel prize, yeah, they'll be like, I can't remember. I, I probably have talked about this on the podcast before, but it's like that. The one and only time Amy, uh, thinks she caught me having a crack and I was not like it's like I, I was just putting out something in my pants <laughs> I, yeah. I was beating my pants with a piece of salami because I saw a mouse <laughs> it was yeah but this is the thing it's not like I've never done that it's not like there could have been plenty of legitimate occasions where she would have yeah no, could have you're not denying into- that you do it no no I'm just saying the one time where she thinks I wasn't that time I was literally getting changed for a jog out in my office because my clothes happened to be out in the office. So she's caught me behind my computer, like with my pants down, and as I was just about to put on my like, running yeah. shorts, and she's like, "Ah!" And I'm like, "No!" I mean, I think I already had that day, so I'm like, not even saying that there wasn't oh, a three-hour window that she would have been right. Well, you know, but that one specific thing. But you're exactly right because Gemma caught me in a, an identical situation, and I was masturbating. <laughs> But nothing, none of the signals, like, would have been any different yeah. because I was genuinely masturbating. My pants were genuinely around my ankles. No. And when she walked in, I was doubled over saying, no, no, no. <laughs> no, no, no. So, it's, it's the only thing you can say <laughs> in that situation is no, no, no. 
I wonder if there's any been any in the history of anyone being caught masturbating that somebody has not said no, no, no. Even like someone who didn't talk. Yeah. Like the the first words that were probably ever spoken when language was developed yeah. was a caveman having a crack, and then Mrs. Caveman's come home from like gathering, and she's and he's like, no, 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 oh my god. I can talk. <laughs> I've developed language. <laughs> That's how language From was formed. From masturbating at this stick cave painting. Brazilian <laughs> fart cave, pa- cave painting porn. Yeah, for a good time, call Ugg. With this one girl. Glory hole in the cave. We were, I was, we were telling one of some of the friends that story, and um, one of the girls, and this is like such bullshit. She was like, because um, I was saying I was so embarrassing, and she's gone, oh, you should have just kind of like... You should have just kind of gone like, "Hey, come on, let's." I'm, I've got myself started. Let's go, like you know, rather than going. Oh, no, 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 no. that would have been the world's bravest <laughs> move. It would never have worked. Right? And she's like, "Oh, I'd love it if my boyfriend did that." And I was like, "What bullshit? Shut up!" No girlfriend would love to come home and see their boyfriend masturbating, and for him, instead of being ashamed, to get up and go, "Yeah, yeah, I was waiting for you to come home. Yeah, I was getting ready. <laughs> get I was warming up. <laughs> I love you so much." That I just want to be ready at all times. And you know why? It's yeah. because when a guy masturbates, kind of like when a guy has sex, like if I walked in on a girl masturbating, yeah. it's actually, you know, because it can, I mean, not all the time, but generally the mechanics of it is a lot less angry. <laughs> Yeah, like I mean, you know what I mean? It's like it, like you go that you, if it was water, you go. Yeah, I could go for a swim in that. Yeah, like you know, it's a gentle, like again, but you know. Yeah, I mean, I'm the sure some, pick up. I'm sure there's some people who just run headfirst in the surf yeah. and fucking like start splashing yeah. around. But essentially, blokes, it's like there's a rip, yeah. <laughs> and they're trying to blokes essentially are trying to flail their way out of a rip. Yeah, and you're meant to swim with the rip, yeah, but exactly. we're swimming against the rip. <laughs> I had the vaguest uh, moment with technology uh, the other night. I uh, the remote control at home. Uh, it, we we've got this battery situation at the moment at home where um, uh, we just don't have enough uh, AAA batteries, and I just every time I go, <laughs> that is not a battery situation. That's a that battery situation. situation because I wasn't like <laughs> we have a battery situation. No. Over a period of, I'd give you 24 hours to say, I have a battery situation, I have no batteries in my house. But after that 24-hour period, there's ample opportunity to go to a 7-Eleven and solve your AA battery issue. Okay, here's the thing, Charlie. It's AAA batteries. And secondly, (laughs) that's part of the battery situation. Uh, Last time I went battery shopping, I got double A's. And I didn't realize that we needed triple A's. So I have even been on a shopping mission to address my battery situation. And then I forget. I mean, I, shop, I stopped at the 7-Eleven tonight to yeah. get some supplies on the way here and I could have got some AAA batteries. Yeah. But I did not. So what we do in, instead, Charlie, and what we've done for about the last... Well, in fact, this happened before I went away and I've been away for three months. So I'm going to say, you yeah, know, for the last four months or so, this has been happening. We take the uh, AAA batteries that are in the remote control in the bedroom mm. and then we take them out and yeah. we take them out into the living room and put them in the remote control yes. in the living room. I would agree with that. Yeah. So yeah. that's what we do. I we, would sign that treaty. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it's not like we don't have the any... The people of Bedutomia yeah. will have to do without a TV remote for a while yeah. for the benefit of the people of living room. It's like, you know, no, you know, it's like it's like timeshare on the batteries. You know, they get them half... The, it's like it's like they've divorced, the remotes have divorced, yeah. and they each have custody, custody of the, ba- the kids at different times, the yeah. batteries, right? So all I had to do 
I've gone into the living room. I've I've looked at the remote control. I go, I doesn't have oh batteries God. in it, right? So I've put the remote control down. I've gone into the bedroom, taken the batteries out of the remote control in the bedroom. I've come back into the living room with the batteries. So just go straight to the remote control and put them in, right? Will? Correct, Charlie. If I could find the remote control, it was. Like, I, I just could not find <laughs> Fucking it. Fucking I could not find it, Charlie. And I... Like, you've seen my house. There's not yeah. that many places it can nah. get lost. And it's quite open, too. I had to do... Like, I literally searched for about 45 minutes because I knew it was there. Like, I knew I hadn't gone out of the house. This was the one thing I was sure of. In, the, in between being in the living room and the bedroom, I had not gone out of the house. So I knew it was in the house. But I literally got so paranoid that I started at one end of the house... That was nowhere near... I hadn't gone anywhere. I'd gone from my living room to the yeah. bedroom. I started way beyond the living room yeah. and did like a... a sweep. A sweep. Like a police lineup yeah. when they're looking for like a ditched knife or something. You'll see a yeah. line of police like looking left yeah. and like very slowly... And that's what forward. I did right <laughs> through my house. I was so like, have I shoved it up the cat's ass? I don't know where it is. So paint me a picture, right? If I was viewing this in real time on CCTV in your house, that was like overhead grainy black and white footage, what would I have seen for how long? Okay. This is what you would have seen first. Okay, we'll give people... You know what my house looks like, but just to give people a... Um, it's like an open plan sort of bungalow type place. Yeah. So and there's like it's your bedroom, there's a hallway with two uh, room, there's uh, like bathrooms. So start at the start of the house, Yeah. my bedroom, and that's yeah. where one of the remotes is, right? Yeah. Describe your house in detail for all the people who yeah. want to... All the valuables. <laughs> I keep $10,000 <laughs> under my bed. Um, so front of the room is my bedroom. Mm-hmm. And then second room is spare room. Yeah. Then there's a bathroom next to that. Then it's living room. Yeah, which and is then, big open plan living and room. And then the living room, yeah, is open plan onto sort of a kitchen and which then is also outdoors. Open plan. Yeah. Right? So I've not gone into the kitchen outdoors bit. Yeah. So already take that off. Okay. All the action has happened between living room and bedroom. And bedroom. Yeah. Right? So this is what happened. Take the out the remote control, go into the other room, grab the batteries out, yeah. come back. Hang on. Wait. You start in the living room. Yeah. So I start in the living room. Yeah. Take the batteries like that, that, out. Yeah. They don't have any batteries. Yeah. I realize it doesn't have batteries, so I have to go to the bedroom. The bedroom. Okay. Right. So I go past two rooms yeah. to the bedroom, but down the hall. I didn't go into the other two yeah. rooms. Yeah. I go straight to the bedroom. Yeah. I get the batteries out of the remote. Uh-huh. I come back into the living room down that same hallway. Yeah. And the remote control is gone. This is what you would have seen next. Is it, this is like one of those brothers and sisters. I have none. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah. So you also have a fox and a chicken and half a bottle of water. (laughs) And I have to get them all across a river. So you took the batch... No, there's no batches in the remote. You picked up the remote, no batches in the remote. Yeah. Now, somewhere between you looking at it and then you realizing... Or you coming back to the room. Yeah. It's like a David Blaine kind of trick. Did someone tap you on the shoulder? Yeah. (laughs) Put it in your back pocket? Yeah. Admittedly, three and a half days had passed between when I got from the lounge room to the bedroom. All right. If this was some TV show like yep. The Mentalist or something, my specialty yep. would be I'm not a cop, but I'm a guy that cops consult with. Yeah. And I have an ability to put myself in the mind of an idiot. <laughs> right. Perfect. It's true. <laughs> the idiot. Takes, this is actually... The imbecile. No, it's called... The show's called It Takes an Idiot to Catch an Idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of all these special cops, they discover, they do some survey and they realise that they're going the wrong direction with all these genius cops. Like, yeah. Because... It turns out that most criminals aren't actually geniuses, so yeah. the geniuses can't relate to yeah, them. Yeah, that's right. What they need is an idiot to catch We need an idiot. someone who thinks like this yeah. idiot. Yeah. <laughs> that's brilliant. Okay, so I come in and, uh, you know, you tell me a story and I'm sitting in the room yeah. and I just start rubbing my temples. Yeah. And I'm like, okay. Now, if it was me, yeah. 
I picked up the remote. Oh, now was the battery, did you just take the flap off? Uh, here's another thing that makes us sound like homeless people. I need to point out, I, I, I have a house. Yeah. Okay? Before you start judging me, people out there in listener land with my free podcast. Uh, you, you have a, I have house, a house, but you don't live in an area that has AAA batteries in ready supply, obviously. No. And I also uh, seem to have lost every back of every remote control that I have. So, okay. uh, no, there's no back. Okay, so it's a real glance. You didn't have to do like that. All right, so you pick it up. I reckon, if it was me, yeah. I would have taken it into the bedroom with me. That's my first thought, Charlie. Oh, my God. It does take an idiot to catch an idiot. <laughs> that is exactly what happened. Well yeah. done. I was like, oh, I mustn't have put it down. Yeah. I must have taken it into the other bedroom. Because if, I, if it was me, it's like, okay, well, if I had that object in my hand, yeah. I'm not going to get distracted. <laughs> yeah. So I can go straight in and put it the It will remind in. me of why I went to the bedroom. Yeah. Because there is a chance... That in between the lounge room and the bedroom, I will forget why I've gone to the bedroom. So if I take the remote, that will... Oh, fuck. It's yeah, like a bedroom around the finger. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So what's the next stage? You well, go back to the it's bed. It's not there. Okay. So this is... Okay. So I'll tell you what happened and you can see if you can I go can into the, what happened yeah. next. Right? So I've gone back to the bedroom. I've looked everywhere in the bedroom yeah. and had a really decent look in the bedroom. And then I've discovered it's not there. What next? What did I do next? Okay, so you go into the bedroom, it's not there, and you, now you look through the bedroom everywhere, right? Yeah, everywhere. On the bed. Yep. And there was washing on the bed, so I kind of had to lift up the washing. And here's what I did do. This might be handy to you in, in later for what you've got trying to work out. Because there was washing on the bed, I did one of those looks where you grab washing and then you chuck it over to the other side. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but you never actually move all the washing yeah, off yeah. the bed. Yeah. Like, I just kind of put Sp- it to other places. Yeah, smudged it yeah. in different directions. Yeah. Okay. So... All right, you checked all that wasn't there. I reckon, so you went back into the living room? I went back into the living room, Charlie, back correct. back into the living room, yes. started checking the couches. Yes, correct. Yeah. That is exactly what I did. Okay. Started checking down the back of the couches. Now, if you're anything like me, we would have, you would have started masturbating, because when I touch, <laughs> upholstery. No, that's not. Okay, got off track. But just when I touch, lovely upholstery my couches, I instantly start jacking off. Gemma walks in, no, no, no. That, that, if that was a TV show, that could be his like like house gets it wrong a few times and he's addicted to pain meds. Anytime Your thing would touches. be that you can always get it into the head of a criminal, but if the criminal at any stage touches the couch, you start masturbating. <laughs> uh, so you check the couches and then you go on, okay, well, the process of elimination. I've checked the bedroom, I've checked the living room, time to go to the bathroom. Uh, I don't think I went to the bathroom first, but your your deduction is right. I just I thought I must your have process gone... of elimination. You've yeah. been systematic. Yeah, I was like nicely played. You know what? I must have gone into the spare bedroom. Yeah, because I my clothes are in the spare bedroom. Yeah, because uh, um, I get up earlier than Amy, so um, I have all my gear in the spare bedroom because that way I can sort of yeah. you know. You had one of my jumpers in that spare bedroom for about three years. Yeah, it's like my bat cave. I can go in there, get into my costume, go out into the world and not disturb her. So I, there is a real chance that I could have gone into the spare room. Yeah. That, that's something I do. I go into the spare room quite a lot. Yeah. I may have gone into the spare room. So I've gone and checked in the spare room. <laughs> then I'm masturbating. Yeah. So, honey, I'm getting changed for a jog. Were you looking for the remote? Um, wasn't in the spare room. Okay. What do I do next? Well, bathroom. You're right. I went to the bathroom. Bathroom. Yeah. I, reckon, I reckon knowing the layout of your... I'm going to yep. say I'm going to say after this. By the way, I need you to know that probably about 15 minutes have passed by now. Wow! So I am. You did a thorough search. Yeah, and I am slowly getting, walking, looking left to yep. right, 
up. Did you look up at any stage? You said maybe you'd suck it to the roof somehow. You know what? I didn't. Thank God. (laughs) If I was started looking on the roof. But there was a point in this search where... Well, I was starting to think it might have been on the roof. Well, yeah. once you've ruled out the possible, yeah. there can only be the impossible. Well done, Sherlock Holmes. <laughs> uh, all right, so I reckon you go back to the bedroom and you think, I didn't do a thorough enough search. Correct. I went back there. I thought, you know what? I tossed the washing around yes. last time. That is a classic mistake. Rookie mistake. You've clearly yeah. tossed the remote with the washing yeah. in your way, and it's just done that one of those classics always been tossed. You've yeah. never seen it. Yeah, of course. It got so, tangled up in your underpants, got yeah. flung around. <laughs> so I, I thought, you know what? I uh, I should fold this washing while I'm cleaning it up. So now I've paused a little from oh, my search. Shit, you idiot. Because I've decided I can't just move the washing. I'm here. I'm fiddling uh, around with yeah, the washing. Yeah, yeah. I might as well just okay. fold the washing. Yeah, multitask. And that way I will know if the remote control is under there. I'm doing something good yeah. while I'm you know, being yeah. productive. And because you know what? I needed a small victory at that stage. Yes. Because I'd been... Morale booster. Yeah. It's like you didn't find the murder weapon, but you found a clue. You know what it was like? It was like, it was like a team that's getting really badly beaten just scoring a goal before halftime. Yeah, that's right. I just needed something to kind of take some momentum into yeah. the break. Yeah. You, know? <laughs> <laughs> you wanted to hold your head a little higher. Yeah. I was like, all right, I may have been walking around my small house for 15 minutes trying to find a remote control I had in my hand 15 minutes ago. But you know what? I folded the washing. Yeah. I'm getting something done. Yeah, that's right. Right. So I folded the washing. And, and if you are being watched on CCTV, like Big Brother or no. kind of camera style, people won't think you're crazy. If you yeah. stand there folding washing, you can still look. Yeah. And it doesn't look as weird as just wandering up and down the hallway for 15 minutes. Yeah, exactly. Ah, like, oh, obviously he, he really wanted to fold that washing. Yeah. <laughs> Why is that guy in the other room masturbating on the couch? <laughs> So then, then I've, I've gone with your Sherlock Holmes thing. Oh which my God, is... I've just added a great idea. We can come back to yours. What if we did a Big Brother house, but it was just you and me? <laughs> like, can you imagine? Like, people like listening to us talk. Yeah. What if we gave it like a visual element, which is fine, yeah. but we also turn it into a torturous visual element that we can't leave? I reckon people would be watching you wandering up and down, muttering to yourself while I masturbate in a corner somewhere. Uh, that much. <laughs> Imagine, oh, that would warp the fucking time space vortex if someone was masturbating to you, masturbating on a oh couch. God, the world would implode. And then someone t- walked in on them and they were like, no, no, no. And someone walked in on you and like, no, no, no. Yeah. Great. All right, so uh, you're folding the washing and it's all done. Yeah, so now I've, got, now I've got to your uh, Sherlock Holmes-esque thing, which is once you rule out the impossible, uh, the impossible then what's left... You know, is the impossible. Yeah, yeah. All right. So, so now I've decided I have to search in places that under I haven't the bed. been. First thing that goes under the bed. Maybe I dropped it and I towed it under the bed. Oh no, I never even looked under the bed. Oh, you would have fucking solved this story much earlier if you had, my friend. You know what? Our bed is doesn't really have an have under. underneath. Okay, it's like a to the floor bed. Okay. How about this? Did you think that maybe when you walked into the room, did you put on a jacket, or did you swap? Well done, sir. Well done. Yes, I was indeed. Wearing a jacket yes. at some stage. I thought before I had, like, I think I, in my head, I had thought that I had taken off the jacket yeah. previous to picking up the remote control. But in that moment, I was starting to doubt everything about my day, Charlie. Yeah. I was starting to doubt that there had even been a remote control there in the first place. Yeah. I, like, I needed one of those Inception things to, <laughs> to see if I was in a reality because I was like, you what could the fuck is going solve. on? I can't solve this. And yeah. it was like, it was making my brain explode. Yeah. So I went and checked my jacket. It wasn't in my jacket. No, I had taken my jacket off beforehand. Yes. So now this is when I got to my sweep. This is when I decided I had to start 
well before where I had been. Like, I went right to the end of the house and started a sweep from that end over... I took 10 minutes looking thoroughly in a place I was sure I hadn't been just to make sure yeah. that I could rule that out. But that's what you have to do. Like, everyone does that. I always do this thing where I check the fridge because I know it's a cliche. Yeah. But I'm thinking, well, I've heard it so many times in crappy movies. Maybe it's it, 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 it entered my subconscious. I check the fridge. I check the um, the pantry. And I check the cat cupboard. My next step is to blame Junior. Right. I always oh. blame Junior for everything. Like, Junior yeah. has never buried anything. He's not one of those kind of dogs who steals a slipper and buries it. But if something goes missing for over... More, if I can't find it for more than 15 seconds, I immediately blame him for stealing it. Je- uh, Junior has been taking money out of Gemma's wallet for hours. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's the dog. <laughs> um, so I'm doing my sweep. Uh, and then, this I wish this story had... Were you looking of, underneath furniture? Yeah, everything. Yeah. Like, I'm looking literally anywhere it could be. I looked. I moved things that a remote control couldn't possibly be under. I moved a vase on the table in case somehow <laughs> I'd fit a remote control under a vase that has flowers in it like that I looked under amazing. it yeah right because you're like I can't rule it out yeah I cannot rule out what's yeah. going on and then I found it do you know where it was in your hand <laughs> that would be that would be a much better ending that would be an end night Shyamalan yeah that would be literally one of those things because that happens to me all the time I'm looking for something that is in my hand I didn't think that was much of a like such a wild guess. Imagine for forty-five minutes, <laughs> every time I pick something up, I'm, I'm like, "Why have I any better to pick it up with my right hand?" Because you're holding the remote control with your other hand. That's how it ends. I'm gonna. Uh, that's better than how yeah. it ends. That no, was just uh, down the back of the couch. Oh, when well, I looked, did, at, yeah. you did a search of the couch. Yeah, but you know what I didn't do, Charlie. I didn't do my second search like I did in the bedroom with the clothes oh. on my initial search of the couch because our couch. As you know, yeah. it's like a it's like a, um, a normal couch, whatever. But we have like Amy loves cushions, yeah. so it has like fucking. There's probably nine or ten cushions on it, and blankets, and you know, nice stuff. Yeah. She likes nice stuff. Yeah. Um. So I kind of like when I tossed one pillow, I did the classic, you know, threw it over where I just looked remote control and never looked again. So that well, that's why you have to look at everything very closely. You're right. The problem was you didn't do two sweeps in the yeah. living room. Because yeah. you felt like you'd searched the living room. You got too cocky, kid. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that wouldn't have been the greatest finale to It Takes an Idiot to Catch an Idiot. It no. would have to be in the hand. Yeah. But this was literally... That's what you would have... Just, in the TV show, You because you would have that revelation because you're walking through the house, I yeah. imagine, recreating all like the it, things it, that I would do. And then like, suddenly you would realise you'd have this revelation and you would look in your hand and you'd, the remote yeah. control would be there and you would tap the guy on the shoulder and you'd be like... Look in your hand. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. Like, no, if you look at your hand, your hand would be empty. He's like, look again, and he sees yeah. it. It's kind of like, it's kind of like you know, it's uh, like a, a Bruce Willis was no, dead all the time. Oh no, it's more like a beautiful mind. Like you know, when you realise that the reality you thought you knew, knew oh. is not reality, and yeah. this is reality. So it's like you know, but my hand is empty. Just don't know. Look again. It's like you see the remote control. It's like, but wait a minute, it doesn't make any sense. It's like, will <laughs> you're a schizophrenic? Hey, uh, speaking of that, I um, uh, got a bit of feedback after we talked about Fringe yeah. last week. I still don't understand what the show's about. I listened no. back to... Yeah, I don't think my description was very good. Episode. I understand there's two worlds. I didn't know that we were, were going to talk about Fringe, and if I'd known we were going to talk <laughs> about Fringe, I would have in my own mind 
worked out what Fringe was about a bit more. <laughs> yeah. From what I can understand, it's about people who go to other dimensions to fuck other versions of people they can't fuck in their dimension. Okay. Well, this is bit, basically the bit I want to concentrate on again. <laughs> oh, right? Great. I'm down with it. So, as we established last week, um, there's this guy, yeah, Walter, who, and the other university is called Walter. Right? And then there's this girl, Olivia. And faux-Livia. And faux-Livia, it turns out. Not, I've, I've been reading a bit yeah, of fringe stuff on that. Yeah, there. not blow-Livia, or um, she's, a, she's a ho-Livia, <laughs> because basically that was her task. Faux-Livia's task swapped with real Olivia, and she came back and she was, as we said last week, sucking Slutty. the secrets out of Pacey's cock. <laughs> so, uh, since I like... That is a phrase I'd like to see turned into a film. <laughs> sucking, <laughs> sucking the secrets out of Pacey's cock. Uh, that, you know what? You could make that... that you wouldn't make it what... It seems to be, like that. Doing do an art house, yeah. Gus Van Sant, like like a no, no, like a salmon fishing in Yemen. Yeah, like it's got that. And <laughs> <laughs> uh, is that like an old comedian standard already? That salmon fishing in no, salmon. you know why? I don't think that salmon fishing in Yemen ever broke through quite enough, enough. to become one of those. I watched it on the plane, um, and like because I I I like the. The idea of it, like I love, it's like we bought, you know, no, you know what the one, the comedian's one is? We bought a zoo. Right. We bought a zoo is one of those classic, you know. Snakes in a plane. Yeah, yeah. We hired a zoo. We laid by a zoo. You know, like. <laughs> yeah, all right. So you can adapt it yeah, for it's, you. It's also got that just, the, it's it's a great sort of saying, we bought a zoo, you know. Yeah. Um, you know what I thought was a good title for a film and is a fucking awful film is uh, Looking for a Friend for the End of the World. I haven't seen it. Do you know what it is? Uh no, no. So it's Kieran it's Knightley that one with, and no. Steve Carell. I don't know. Like it's a new film. It's a okay. little indie film, well, indie-ish film. It's just rubbish though. Right. Um, but I, like, I mean, I love Steve Carell, and the the premise of the film is really cool. Which is like, you know, this whole idea that the world is going to end. So the world, I think, is going to be hit by an asteroid or something in this thing. But it's everyone's like it's been announced, and everyone's resigned to the fact that the world's ending on this day. Yeah. And the the premise is kind of that some people have reacted by you know, looting and blah, blah, blah. And some people have reacted by, you know, going to orgies and, you know, doing all the things that they always wanted to do. Yeah. And then some people, the only way they can deal with the fact that the entire planet's going to end uh, is just by going about their normal life. You know, yeah. there's some people who are still going to, you know, offices. And like, there's it's kind a good of some, concept for yeah, a film. Yeah. There's, there's some quite funny bits where, like, suddenly people are getting promoted to, like, president because of the only three people going to work. And yeah, there's some right. nice little set pieces where you're like, this is a good idea for a film, good, right? Great idea for a film. So... Steve Carell, his um, his wife decides, well, fuck this. I've been in this boring marriage for all this time. I'm going to some orgies. That's amazing, right? But he's one of those ones who kind of, you know, just, just keep, just well, keeps going well, to work. It's Steve you know, Carell. Steve Carell. I mean, yeah. you've cast Steve Carell. I yeah. know what he is. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's but that's exactly what he is. Yeah. Like this is not an out of character Steve Carell thing, yeah. you know. And then he meets uh, Kira Knightley, you know, his boyfriend. Who? Let me guess, is a, a free spirited. Absolutely true. That's exactly yeah, what yeah, it is. Yeah. yeah. So, so you know what it is? It's Eternal sh- Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Whimsical yeah. title, depressed, nebbish kind of guy, free spirit girl. Yeah. And it's one of those things... This will never work, will this romance? They're but, too different. But this is the thing, Charlie, is that movie is made for me. Like, I love yeah. Steve Carell. That's the sort of movie that I would definitely go and say. Yeah. I love the premise of it. Yeah. And... I am an old guy who loves those sort of quirky indie Chicks. girls. Like, yeah. that is like... That is my fantasy. I yeah. want to be Steve Carell in this movie. Yeah. And I hated it. It's yeah, awful. Right. It's such a cynical, horrible... Do you know how she knows... This is this is a great example. You know how um, uh, you know she's quirky? Like, this is... You know how like, they have a thing in the movie? She listens the movie. to the Pixies or Sonic Youth? Is it the music? It's her music. She likes records. Yeah. But it's not course. even as cool as the Pixies or Sonic Youth. Like, her... 
I can't even remember what her reference is in the film, but it's yeah. literally like, I like Wilco. Like, oh, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but see, that, that was my complaint <laughs> with uh, uh, 500 Days of Summer. Mm. I f- it felt so contrived. That was their thing, was that he knew he was in love with her because she knew the pixies. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, like, it's, I have that same... Well, yeah, but if you thought that was contrived, like, yeah. this is, like, way more... And, and Kira Knightley... Can like, you... too kind of quirky for its own good, right? Really yeah. self-aware. Really, she literally, it's like her whole character is based around the fact that she wants to save her records. She doesn't care about anything else, but she saves her records. Uh, that she well, I don't, you know there. what? I just wanted to punch that hip. If those words were hipsters, I just wanted to punch them in their glasses and beard. <laughs> yeah, totally. I'm swinging at the air right now. Oh, it's, saying that sentence makes me so it's angry. so cynical and horrible, and and you know, it's just one of those films you're like, this, this is just, like this could have been cool. But Kira Knightley, can you explain her to me? I don't understand no, I don't her get at, all. That at all. Like, firstly, how does she stand up? Because her head is way too big for a body. I haven't noticed, but I'd take her for it. But secondly, she has no she's so charisma or charm yeah. or like how has she had a career? Like what is it? I who is her attractive. audience? I think I mean she's not, not attractive, to, not to me. But no, I think to who? Find her attractive. Who finds her attractive? All the people. Have who... you ever heard someone say, "You know who's fucking hot? Kira Knightley." You know who's on my top five list that I can have with my girlfriend? Kira Knightley. No one's ever said that. Yeah. Have you ever heard anyone, no, any true. guy you e- ever known, well, said, "I would a, like to fuck Kira Knightley"? That's all the. And we know saying. a lot of guys <laughs> who'd like to fuck, fuck pretty much anyone, everyone, yeah. who would fuck a brick if it had a hole in it big enough, <laughs> and they would not fuck Kira Knightley. Uh, yeah, she's a movie Which star is fine, but she's not a very good actress either, is my point. No, she's unappealing. And, you know, have you been at, like, Beckham, right? That was a film that broke her. She's oh, so right. irritating in that. Yeah. Like, of, of, of out of those two girls, I know the other one went on to do ER, I don't know her name, but she was awesome in that film. And Kieran Knightley became a sound. It's like, wow, that's interesting. Racism. Racism, racism. yeah. Because she's not white? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, right. But she's so good, that girl in that film. Yeah, that's why she didn't become as big a star as Kira Knightley, who's clearly untalented. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I don't understand what racism. Yeah, right. yeah. Do you know what racism is, Charlie? Yeah. Of course. <laughs> I think of Blackboard and Jay Z are the same person. <laughs> what I think is going kind to of happening with those kind of indie films is that, like anything that sort of was 15 years ago, was indie and kind of credible, there seems to be like a 10 year cycle with cool stuff that it gets adopted by the mainstream and done really cynically and really yeah. horribly. Like I've noticed in music videos and stuff, um, you know, and I'm saying this to someone who produces music videos and we do this as well. Like look at any music video now and this is the, the aesthetic. It's doco style, handheld, one shot coverage in like blue collar or depressed economic neighborhoods. And it's like, what it is is gritty beauty, you know? It's kind of like, you know, people hanging out you know, with not many teeth around like an old rusted truck and then you might see like two black kids bowling, you know, in a really shitty run-down alleyway and every music video is doing that now. And it looks really cool. Like there's that Calvin Harris one, um, there's a, it's called like a Feel So Close To You Right Now, you know that song? That It's a really good example of it. But <laughs> I was now, about to say, I haven't been at the gym for a while. That's I, about the only place <laughs> I can yeah, ever exactly. see those film clips. Exactly, yeah. exactly. But Taylor Swift has done one and it's and it's like, oh, okay, so that that look That's is now... now like ten, but ten years ago, uh, look at that film Gummo or you yeah. know Gus Van Sant. They would shoot these lo-fi, you know, really realistic kind of you know things, and, and now they do it to sell Coca-Cola. And it feels like there is that kind of ten-year period with those films as well. Uh, and I think sometimes it doesn't take ten years. I mean, if you look at advertising, which is a faster-moving medium, mm. of course, but. Uh, like, you know, remember that uh, the, the very famous Old Spice, you know, the, the man, yeah, your yeah. woman, you know, that one. 
that was copied and copied oh, yeah. and copied and and I but I saw another ad the other day that's like just a kind of a really cynical nowhere near as well done sort of you know version of that ad and you just think oh that's right uh, the OK Go film clip you know where they were on the treadmills um, yeah the treadmills like yeah. that just got appropriated and photocopied and that's like amazing you know, like after the office became a huge hit every ad you saw that was a comedy themed ad would be about an annoying boss who thinks he's funnier than he is in an yeah. office and it's just like have you no shame yeah. you know what I mean <laughs> like look, I understand as a writer that you know things are popular and they influence you and stuff but like that is a you know there is no there's no shame it's like well this thing's really hot right now and we can maybe tie our brand of like copy paper to this thing I just don't I just don't understand how sometimes they sleep at night on their big piles of money. That's all that is. Money is very comfortable. No, I mean, because I have... When you have a castle in the clouds, Charlie, you sleep very well. I'm not trying to shit on advertising because I work in it, sort Mm. of. But I went to award school and I studied to be a copywriter. And, like, a lot of those people are super fucking creative. But there is a natural... When you like to create for art's sake itself or just, you know, because it's something that's in you... To then attach or crowbar an association into something else is really fucking hard to do. I can imagine if you wrote something, or if I wrote something, just say I, I made a short film, right? Mm-hmm. And then someone came along and said, oh, well, you know, we're trying to sell this brand of jeans and it's all about lifestyle and it's a youth brand and stuff. I could understand going, okay, well, you know what? It doesn't really corrupt my view because that's what I was writing about, you know, young cool kids hanging out. So yeah, jeans. But when you do that, and then, like, it's an ad for, like, life insurance or something like that. It's like, that is where I would have a huge problem with it, you know? But I'm sure those same people... Because they put so much work into it, man. You see how much work these guys do with their pitches and their, you know, it's just... They must feel drained after 10 years. Because I reckon you have, like, a, a re- certain period to be super creative. Yeah, but you know what? They probably say exactly the same thing about us. They probably, like... Because they are actually getting a reward for their creativity. That's like, they true. see it as, like, going, well, if I get this amount of money or I get this, like, contract or I get this client, then that is my reward for my creativity. They probably look at what we're doing and go, what are those two fucking dickheads doing wasting yeah. all their ideas I mean, it is for true. free on a podcast? It's like, true. I mean... I mean, because, I mean... Like, they would be looking at the things that we're saying and go, I could sell that idea. I could yeah. sell that idea. I could use that in a, like, campaign. And I'm <clears throat> hypocritical because I would like to make money for doing this. You know what I mean? I'd like totally. to, I'd like we to. We have t-shirts available on our website <laughs> that you can't order yet. <laughs> we, have the desire, we have the desire for yeah. money, just not the capabilities to make it happen. Even when we try to have some way to monetize this We tried podcast, to be capitalists. We tried to. And look how badly it, it backfired in our faces. <laughs> yeah, we should talk about it. Yeah, well, let's uh, explain to people what's going on with that. And, you know, if we get a chance, we'll get back to Fringe. Okay, so uh, I... Uh, when we set up the website, we wanted to make merch available because we knew you guys were into it. So I did it through um, uh, Shopify and PayPal, which is really common for people who sell merchandise. Now, and this is not going to be like one of those podcasts, by the way, where we fucking beg you to buy shit or like, you know, go like, yeah, we're not going to bang on about it all the time. Like we, we thought that doing like the, the merch is the best way for us to pay for being able to buy new equipment and run the website and stuff like that. Yeah. So if you dig it, yeah. like go for it. And that's like, people have asked me over like the time, like, you know, we'd love to support the podcast. How can we do it? That's, that's the way to do it. And yeah. we'll try to come up with cool shit so yeah. that like it's stuff that you would actually just want. Yeah. We're not going to like turn this into like a shameless plug show and just, mm, mm, that's delicious. That new Tofop branded water available on the website in two weeks time. By the way, I have Sydney shows coming up. My Will Harris tour. <laughs> yeah. 
yeah. So when we set up the, uh, the, the account, I assumed because I have a business and you have a business that, and we both have PayPal accounts. Like, that, it's business time. The, we could, we could, yeah. it would just go into account. But as it turns out, we need to set up a business account. Look, I'm sure there's people out there who are fucking like economic majors or business graduates or whatever who are like idiot, of course. That's how this society is built. I didn't know that. Uh, we've been doing a podcast for two years and we don't know how the microphone works. <laughs> so don't think that we like, but now this is going to be a business. Yeah. So once we get acknowledged, well, you know what we're going to be? Because uh, I rang my accountant and asked We're a businessman, not a businessman. <laughs> <laughs> so let me do that too. Damn. <laughs> yeah. There you go, Jay-Z. We if, someone, if someone wants to take that and put a beat behind it, yeah, you're more than welcome. Um, no, I got my accountant to... Uh, I asked my accountant, I said, look, we've got this little dinky podcast. Uh, we want to sell some merchandise. What's the best thing to do? And he's gone, well, you know, you can start a proprietary limited. You can start, uh, you know, this, that, or a partnership. And I said, well, um, what's the partnership? And he's gone... Are you going to make not much money? And I said, yes. <laughs> it's gone. Yeah, you want a partnership? <laughs> it's the easiest thing to do. Okay. But if we get sued, we get sued individually, not oh. as a corporation. Okay. Yeah. Right. So we can do it proprietary limited, and that way we're faceless. We can act like like psychopaths yeah. and throw people out of houses and you know mistreat workers and stuff like that. Really? And we'll never be do. personally accountable. Well, I am one of those. When already. you're a corporation. I'm a proprietary thing. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't, couldn't say it either. I tried to brush over it. I'm at PTYLTD. PTYLTD. I'm one of those. Um, yeah, well, so so we should resolve it shortly. They say it's like two or three days. We just have to prove that what we do is actually a thing. You know what? It's a bit like Wikipedia. Yeah. Even though lots of people want uh, what we do. We're like, uh, we have this thing. And they're like, we tried to Wikipedia and we couldn't find anything. Uh, yeah. Damn you, Wikipedia. <laughs> Taking down... Surely we could be unlocked now. We've had a few things written about this There's been some press. There was a big article about... How does it work, though? I mean, I'm not going to do it. I'm lazy. Like, I want us to be back on Wikipedia. Can someone petition or send in links to the articles? They're on the website, uh, the Facebook page and stuff. Yeah. I'm happy to supply them for someone if they do all the stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. That'd be great. Yeah, awesome. Let's definitely do that. All right, so... By by which we mean, could you guys definitely do that for us? (laughs) (laughs) So T-shirts will be available. Uh, back to Fringe. Back to last time on Fringe. I've um, watched a bit more Fringe since last time. I'm about like halfway through season three. They're up to, I think they're about to do season five, which is the last season. So if you haven't watched it, that's that, this is where I am. So I'm you know, basing all this. So last time when I talked to you, Faux-Livia, Ho-Livia, yeah. likes to blow Livia for secrets, um, was over and she was having sex with Pacey, right? Since then, the Olivias have swapped back. Okay. So the original Olivia's back, but now there's like now they can't get together because he's been banging faux Olivia for all this time, and she feels weird about it because she thinks he should have known that it was faux Olivia. Oh my god, that's such a thing a girl would say. Yeah, like he thought the way that she'd changed because she was different. And to be honest, faux Olivia is a bit nicer. Yeah, she laughs more easily. No. Her parents are still alive. No. You know, she's a more well-adjusted person. She has a boyfriend in real life. You know, like yeah, and she loves to fuck. Yeah, and she loves to fuck. And because the other thing is. She would have been the most pleasing because she's trying to get secrets out of Pacey. She's, yep. she's not going to act like a real girlfriend. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She's, she's never going to have a headache. Every joke's going to be the, funny. Yeah, he's hilarious. He suddenly thinks he's the most hilarious bloke on earth. Yeah. Like he's allowed to watch the footy whenever he wants. <laughs> yeah, just watch the footy. I'm just going to be yeah. in the office. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Stay yeah. Every, stay yeah. She's like, she learns how to cook. Dinner. Yeah, like every night is like, let's have porn star sex again. Yeah. P.S. Do you know any secrets? God, I want some secrets. Yeah. yeah well, no, you need a, a faux gemma. Yeah. Yeah, that's what you need. <laughs> Like you need, you need a Gemma from another universe. 
I think they would both still be annoyed with me at all times. They'd gang up on you? Yeah, they'd, su- they'd somehow end up in the same universe yeah. and they just hook up with each other and leave yeah. you behind. <laughs> so, um, do you think you would... Uh, this is my question be to you. Be jealous if Gemma fucked alternate Charlie? Yes, correct. So, the alternate Charlie's come. What's alternate Charlie? What's a play on alternate Charlie? Is well, he's got yeah. a job. <laughs> It's like he's bringing money in. <laughs> high self-esteem. He, he, he knows Good hygiene. To, he knows how to set up a PayPal account. There's no viruses on the computer. Toe pops a raging success. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Charlie Folivia. Yeah. So Walton at to Charlie change Charlie. Charlie Charlie can't think of a alternate synonym. Well, maybe he's Charlie Clawson. Charlie rhymes Clawson. with awesome. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. So even in his universe, everything is better because his last name rhymes with awesome. <laughs> so he's Charlie Clawson. Everyone's nickname for him is Awesome Clawson. Yeah. Like, so he's your ultimate nemesis. Because yeah. <laughs> he even has the proper rhyme. Okay. So Awesome Clawson comes over and he's also awesome. Like, yeah. he just does everything for Gemma. Yeah. Like, he's know, a super successful version of me. Yeah. He's foot rubs. He's helping you with ideas. They can't be, like, he's not coming over and being super successful because... Then she well, would. you said it's the direct opposite of me, right? Yeah, but but she would know. But like, okay. you, you're trying. Oh, to, right, 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 right. He's trying to blend into your life still. Okay. So he's got to play a bit of lovable loser still. But like, he's but he's suddenly giving her all this great advice for her work. Like, you know, you, your script for your film is suddenly like. Do we have the same interests? Yeah, mostly. Yeah, I mean, you're How the same DNA. Raised? But he could have been raised completely differently to me. Yeah. No, oh, yeah, no, no. He backs for Geelong. Does he he's look? Different. He's had a lot of Does success. He looks different to me. No, he looks like you. So alternate universe, but somehow we've had the same experiences and physical experiences. Yeah. So he's got. I a mean, bro- he no, has a broken collarbone. Where I've got a. Bro- if I've learned anything from Fringe, Charlie, uh, he, he will be exactly the same as you, except he'll have a different haircut and a tattoo on his neck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and they will be the only differences. Okay, um, I think I would have a problem. I think I would have a problem, definitely. Because you, because you would feel inadequate compared to awesome, no, because awesome? he feels like a completely different personality, and I, I, th- I mean, I know he's got to be in me enough to convince Gemma, yeah, but it's like I think that she should know. If a guy has, he's met, the sort of guy he hasn't had my life. Experience. Gemma, Gemma catches him masturbating, and instead of saying no, 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 <laughs> he says, "I was just getting ready for you, honey," and she's really into that. <laughs> then I would be really, really upset that I hadn't tried that. <laughs> Imagine that. That's how I found out. That's yeah, what girls you're are in the, like. And you're in the other universe and you're seeing, like, because you're, like, because that's sometimes oh, they so can what see. Happens? Well, sometimes they can see through to the other universe. How, so what you, are they looking through? Like a device. Like a... A, a barely explained device, like most things <laughs> on Fringe. So is it like, and they're looking at video footage? No, they have a technology in their world where they can see into the our world. world. Or, 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 you, or vice versa. So why aren't they just looking into girls' change rooms? Well, I assume they're doing that in between plotting. They've had it for ages. They spent the first 50 years looking into girls' change rooms. It's like, and then guys, like, guys, there's a lot know, of things we could be doing with We this. could actually be, you know, spying on other worlds and coming up with plots and stuff. Do you think we should do that for a while? All right. One more time, though. Or maybe they tried it porky style, and they tried to look into the woman's change room, but they got the... Cox, the, the, someone the got the their matron. cock caught. Like, it was no... You know, like yeah. in porkies, it's like they thought it was all the hot but girls. And, she, the, she, and the matron grabs his cock. Yeah. Doesn't she? Through time. <laughs> If you can turn that phrase into a movie. She caught his cock through time. That's a phrase for a movie. Oh, man. Okay, speaking of movies, I feel like we need to get to this. I'll, I'll talk about... Um, I'll talk, uh, like, I'm obviously we're going to talk about Batman a lot in the next couple of weeks, yeah. but 
I have a couple of Batman-related things for you, okay. if you don't mind. Firstly, I watched that 13-minute... Um, making of. Making of that they put out, and oh my God, like, it's just... It's so good, Charlie. I know you're trying to avoid all Batman stuff before the movie, but it literally, there's a point in it where, because they're yeah, interviewing Tom Hardy, and oh, he says two of the, like, one, the first thing that I love that he said, he just says, like, he does this great bit where he goes, the first time I walked down and I saw Christian in makeup in the suit, there was just a three-year-old inside of me that was like, oh my God, it's Batman. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was like, I love you, Tom Hardy. Um, Do you say it like that? Even it sounded nearly as fucking gay. <laughs> no. And, and, but I did kind of snigger as well when he said there was a three-year-old inside of him because there's still a childish part of me that's like, ah, there's a three-year-old inside you. Um, uh, so, is my remote there? Get the three-year-old to check if my remote is inside you. <laughs> uh, secondly, um, uh, he says, uh, he talks about, yeah, he, he does this great quote where he goes, some men just want to watch the world burn. Bane's come to pull the pin out of the grenade. And I ejaculated. <laughs> it was so... Yeah, so you tweeted that. Oh, and Charlie. But here's so the good. thing, right? That would be a cool phrase if what Bane was doing was escalating. Mm. Some people have come to watch the world burn yep. is a bigger thing than pulling... If the world is burning and you set off a grenade... It's not even going to make a dent. No, 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 because, like, it, it, like, I mean, A, he doesn't say that in the movie. That's just Tom Hardy. I know. And B... It's not as cool as you think that line. No, it is, because they then they have the footage, which you I don't know if you've seen or not, of the the um, the football stadium blowing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, it. like, literally goes, Bane's come to pull the grenade, and then just everything explodes. It's fucking awesome. Again, I would say a stadium falling Shut in up. is not Shut as bad up. as the world burning. Oh, my God. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Stop spoiling this movie, you idiot. <laughs> Secondly, uh, then they do a bit of a like behind the scenes of how they filmed that. Yeah. They filmed that in a stadium with 11,000 volunteers as extras to wow. come and be part of. You could be in. Like those 11,000 people will be able to say, I was in The, the Dark Knight Rises. Rises. That's fucking cool. And they also did this thing in Wall Street because there's a big sort of, you know, fight in Wall Street sort of. And they had like a thousand extras having a fight in Wall Street. And they actually did it because Christopher Nolan didn't want to have like any visual effects of crowds and shit. So fucking cool. I would love to be a person fighting in the crowd in Batman. Why am I not that person? Ben Mendelsohn is in this movie, Charlie. Is he? Australian actor Ben Mendelsohn is in the movie. Yeah, he's in one of the trailers. Yeah. 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 And Ben Mendelsohn, his life is now worthwhile. The guy from the Henderson kids. Yeah. But the Henderson kid is in fucking Dark No Rises. Like, if you tapped him on the shoulder... No, he was Cowboy from the Henderson kids, yeah. wasn't he? Oh, I can't remember. Anyway. <laughs> ben Mendelsohn. Why am I talking about the Henderson Aussie kids? Actor, <laughs> ben Mendelsohn. Uh, Animal Kingdoms, Ben Mendelsohn. Yeah. The Big Steels, Ben Mendelsohn. Yeah. Men Bendelson. Men Bendelson. The punchline of one of the best jokes ever. Greg Fleet story. <laughs> <laughs> Australian actor. Let's just call him Men Bendelson. Uh, yeah, so that, that was quite exciting about that. But... um. I've got a conundrum, and this is something that I can only admit on this podcast because I know that my girlfriend never listens to this podcast. But here's the question. Uh, we've booked in to see Dark Knight Rises, the four of us. Yeah. And um, we've booked in for the day it's released. But there is a midnight showing the night before, and Amy doesn't want to go to the midnight showing the night before. I can't go in during the day because I have to work, so we've booked for like a nine o'clock session the day it officially comes out. Yeah. I'm not sure I can wait that long, Charlie. Yes, you can. I don't think I can. I don't think I can wait that long. <laughs> I want to go to the midnight show the night before. 
I want to go to that. Why can't I go to that as well? You can. Can I see it the next night as well? Yeah, can of I go? Yeah, but yeah. I don't think Amy will let me. Why? Can I sneak out of the house? <laughs> can I pretend I have a gig in another state just so I can go to the she movies? Knows that she would go see a band two nights in a row that she loved. Yeah, but I think she might want to see it first time with with us, like as an event. Oh, and I'll be spoiling it by come like on. just to no. Well, you won't say anything. No, I won't. And you know what it would be like? It would be like having a quick wank before going on a date with a hot girl. Because I'm going to be so excited by seeing it the first time that I'm not sure that people... I might... You All know, of a sudden, I don't want to come see the film. I might blow the load too early. I want to see it before it comes out. I can't, I can't wait that long. All right. Well, fuck, man. I mean... I look, I approve. I don't mind at all. Because yep. I imagine I will see it twice. I want to see it in IMAX. Oh, yeah, definitely. So we're going to like a gold classy thing the first Yeah, that's night. right. Yeah, take that. Yeah. Spending those sweet Tofop t-shirt dollars. <laughs> the problem from was we'd actually banked on getting some t-shirts by now, so yeah. it's actually ended up costing us money. Yeah, we're going to Gold Cast on lay-by. <laughs> um, but anyway, we've got a Batman-related story. We'll All talk right. more about Batman, I'm sure. But we've got a Batman-related story. Uh, this is uh, an article uh, out of London, and it's called uh, Batman's Cape Floor. I don't know if you Oh, yeah, this, I read this. A uh, Batman can fly... But he wouldn't survive the landing because his wingspan is too short. Mm -hmm. Four students from the University of Leicester have calculated that the superhero's method of using his cape to glide from tall buildings would result in him hitting the ground at life-threatening speeds. And wouldn't the parents of those students at Leicester be so glad they're proud of their dollars, thousands, thousands of dollars, thousands of dollars for their stoner sons, <laughs> rather than actually get a degree? What are you guys investigating? Flaws in Batman. <laughs> Scientific flaws in this movie about a guy who dresses up as a giant bat. Well, so he discovered the Higgs boson. Big deal. Yeah. No one's going to crack this code. Yeah. Batman's coat doesn't work. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure his car wouldn't go that fast. <laughs> you idiots. Like, what a fucking waste of time. Like, if you really want to investigate something, investigate why no one has realised that the most important man and richest man in Gotham City, Bruce Wayne, has never mm -hmm. met Batman. Like, seriously. In that time, they haven't like bashed not, their heads together. No, not, uh, Batman doesn't meet people. Batman's no, but like, like yes, a... he's got to run into him at some start. No, he at doesn't. a party or an no. event. No, Batman doesn't go to events. Oh, I don't mean Batman. I don't mean Batman's at a premiere. <laughs> I mean like when like when the Joker takes over like a Harvey Dent party, and Batman rocks up and Bruce Wayne's there. They oh, should right, run right, into yeah, each other. Okay, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you know, they've been at things together. The very nature of Batman is that, of course, they've been at things together because I would say I would say, uh, uh, but I'd say there've been only a few instances where Batman is at a party as Bruce Wayne and then has to change into Batman. I'd say more often than not, he is arriving places like and staying in the shadows and not interacting with anyone apart from the people. You know, like he's not. That I guess he doesn't take the bat suit with him. It's not like Spider Man no. where he can become Spider Man at any stage. No, and he could make his excuses and leave. Yeah. It's not like gotta go back to the bat cave. <laughs> oh shit. Half an hour later. <laughs> oh my god. Hey guys, I'm sorry, but uh I think I left the iron on in the bat cave. Oh, oh I'm in, in, the, in the bat Oh no, no that, that's the thing I'm not meant to say. They're rebuilding Wayne Manor, like it promised in Batman Begins, but a better bat cave. Okay. Just, just giving people a bit of a heads up. Is it a third act prediction? No, that's what they're doing. Oh, dog, you have to... Hang on. Get down, you people. Get down. Sorry, Junior's got in my lap. Oh, he's knocked the microphone. Fuck! We're okay. Right now, a couple of advertising guys are going, and you mocked us? Your dog just knocked over your microphone for your free podcast. Well done, mate. Hope you're creatively satisfied. <laughs> <laughs> Hope that window of cre creativity hasn't gone. 
by the time you can make any money. Fuck you for mocking us. Yeah. They say from the castle in the clouds. The Cape's wind, wingspan, 4.7 metres, is half that used by a hang glider. I read that. And I while, love that that's how, that was the comparison. Yeah, fuck you guys. It's not as good as a hang glider. <laughs> fuck your hang glider. Your hang glider isn't Batman. Uh, and while Batman could glide uh, 350 metres, he would hit the ground too fast. They advised he either needed a bigger cape or to use a parachute. Well, thanks, Batman's rap for your advice. <laughs> fuck you. He's Batman. Fuck you, you stupid <laughs> students. Fuck you. Uh, you know, I mean, the good thing about a hang glider too is its parents are still alive. <laughs> Doesn't have the hang-ups. In the alternate universe, Batman, Batman's parents are still alive. And he has a hang glider. <laughs> All right, uh, let's wind it up. All right. Um, um, oh, can I give a couple of quick plugs? I'm going to... Uh, uh, Charlie's got a blog on the website. If you haven't checked out the website at tofop.com yet, it's really cool and it kind of explains, you know, why we started doing the podcast and the stuff origins, like that. The origin story. It's an origin story. Yeah. Um, uh, but I'm going to, in the next couple of weeks, try to write a uh, blog about some other podcasts that I like and that I listen to because I know people always hit up for recommendations and stuff. Um, but I... I, I I'd like to plug a couple now, but I'll, I'll do a more in-depth thing and write about what I like about different ones. But um, I, I just want to plug a couple that I did when I was in the States. Uh, Battleship Pretension, uh, which is a movie podcast. I talk in length about Prometheus, and I talk a lot about Tofop and how we came up with the podcast and stuff on that. Yeah, um, and obligatory Yahoo Serious. And Yahoo Serious, because every American asks you about Yahoo Serious. Um, and then I did uh, The Naughty Show as well, uh, which is a, is a great podcast, so you can find me on that. And I think I'm on the one of the latest. How stoned did they get you on that one? Well, their supplier is LA Speedweed. Their sponsor of the show is LA Speedweed. You'd be so disappointed if you turned up. No, oh, I don't have any weed. The dude brought in, like, I mean, in you go into the studio and like, like they just have weed everywhere for a start. It's like it looks like pump up the volume, like, and there's just weed everywhere. Like, I'm like, this is like the best place ever. Yeah, it's like can a Run DMC music yeah, video. From I'm the like, 80s. can I live here? <laughs> Secondly, the dude from LA Speedweed has come in with like because they're sponsors, so they like they've got all these edibles and stuff, and they're like. The most, like it's, you know, chalk coated Oreo biscuits and shit mm. like that that get you high. It was, it was insane. Oh, it was insane. <laughs> anyway, I, like you can listen to that podcast and hear how stoned I get through it on legal weed <laughs> that was given to me by free, for free by their sponsor. <laughs> My God, Charlie. What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> the person in the alternate universe to me is having a really shit life. <laughs> um, so anyway, um. Uh, so I, I did those podcasts and I think I'm on the latest little dum dum club right at the end as well which is a great Australian podcast so yeah check out those that'd be cool and uh, I also have some shows coming up in Sydney I just finished in Perth when, by the time this goes up but um, I have some stuff coming up in Sydney my Willarius tour starts at the end of August so um, yeah that'd be cool if you wanted to come is around. Justin doing that tour with you? no Justin just comes and does Perth I take him over to Perth because um, why is that? yeah how come he does one and not the other? Uh, is he like Steve Milne where it's like he's suspect you know he can play really good away but suspect when you go to a different state and so the people who fast forward through our AFL bits will have just fast forwarded <laughs> through that, that that one sentence um, uh, it uh, when I go to Perth because the mechanics are going that far away we have to kind of put on a bigger show and, right. and charge a little bit more so if I'm charging a little bit more for the same show that everybody else is seeing, I think that the audience should get some extra value from that. So yeah. I take Justin over. So anywhere we would kind of, because it's far away and it costs to go there and we have to make the tickets a bit more expensive, I always try to, you know, bring, you know, some, some extra value. Value for money. 
Plus, it means I don't have to go into a cold crowd. It's fucking easy for me. <laughs> I wish I could do it with support everywhere. Yeah. Fuck festivals. You walk out and Justin just says, he's got his pants and he's like, I'm just warming them up. <laughs> or like he's or like, I walk out and he's like, no, no, no. <laughs> I'm Charlie Clawson. I'm Will Anderson. <laughs>